things. It's a honor to be here. Um, yeah, so what I get to get my life story now? All right, so <laughs> whatever you want to do. Well, Steve, also greetings from your wonderful wife. Yes, greetings from my wife. She's uh, in Thailand right now. She had to. She was only able to come for a few days for her sister's wedding and had to rush back. And I will explain that whole thing in a moment here. So, uh, yeah, so my life story <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I grew up in a Christian family. My uh, great-grandfather was a Methodist preacher. There's a, I don't know, an anointing, if you want to call it or whatever, that especially come down the pipeline on my mom's side. Um, and when I was six years old, my... Uh, I was born in Minnesota. My parents moved to Oklahoma. They were there for five years and then moved back for my job's, dad's job situation. And my mom uh, really wanted, I was the oldest, and she really wanted to put us in Christian school. Uh, and so she went over to North Heights Christian Academy and felt God very clearly uh, tell her uh, to put her kids in that school. And as a result, uh, we got involved with the church there, and it was a charismatic Lutheran church. <laughs> Um, and back, and when did you start Lutheran Renewal? Was that 90, 90, no, 90, 95. 90, so 95, that was when we came. Uh, so 95 is when we moved to Minnesota. So Paul was starting up Lutheran Renewal, which was an effort to reform the Lutheran church. <laughs> and actually, you know, hey, let's bring in the Holy Spirit. Let's bring in the presence of God. Let's, you know. And so uh, there used to be these big conferences that Paul, yours truly, would organize where there's 5,000 plus people and just the, the power and the anointing of God was incredible there. Uh, and, you know, some of the greatest prophets and yeah. teachers and evangelists would come through into Minnesota. And and I was there even when uh, quite a few people declared that the Twin Cities was going to be a faithful city, that, mm-hmm. that God was going to move in with great power. And I believe we're seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, yeah, so I mean, I really believe uh, Twin Cities is a revival hub, uh, that God's doing mighty things here, and it's only the tip of the iceberg, yes. and so, and, it, and it's, it's uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess even uh, just to encourage you guys, you know, you guys are really blessed to be able to come into Paul's house, and, and you know, he's a reformer, an apostle, uh, a man who, who burns for uh, the kingdom of God and the reality of, of God coming to earth and manifesting itself among us, so. Um, but yeah, so I guess short story. So went to North Heights. It was a spirit-filled church. I with the Holy Spirit conference. Um, I'd always just end up at it because my mom wanted to go, and uh, <laughs> I got. I was maybe about eight or nine years old, um, and uh, they had a little thing for the kids, and they prayed for. They started praying for the kids to receive the Holy Spirit, and uh, they anointed my head with oil and laid hands on me, and I felt the fire of God just whoosh yes. just come on yeah. man. <laughs> i was a kid right and they're all like oh try praying in tongues i'm like you know whatever but i felt the fire of god you know <laughs> and ever since then every time i would worship god i could just feel fire every time i'd pray i could feel the fire of god uh and you know i went went through school and i was in a christian school and uh went to concordia academy christian high school and I went to college, and, and God started moving on me specifically with uh, a burden for the poor and the needy uh, when I was in high school and early part of college. And then uh, when I was in college, I hit this point where I just I got frustrated. Like, I, I just, you know, I had been kind of trained to just think, oh, well, you know, you go and get good grades, and then you go get a good job, and then, you know, that's the secret of happiness and you know go marry some awesome person and you know like just fulfillment is wrapped up in these other kinds of things and I hit this point in college where I uh uh I just realized I was like you know uh trying to make money is a waste of time it's it's meaningless trying to build your own kingdom trying to get perfect grades and trying to get this really good job so you can be successful in life. It's just, it's a, it's a load of garbage. It really is. And you can't find fulfillment in those things and relationships. I got to a point where I was just like, I'm tired of dating and all this is just crap. You know, like there's no fulfillment in that kind of stuff. And I came to this point where I just was like, I was like, okay, God, it says in your word that when we pray, we should pray our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. 
And I was thinking, I was like, you know, I'm not experiencing the reality of heaven on earth right now. That's probably the, the furthest thing from what I'm feeling right now. And so I must be missing something because, God, I know you're real. And so I just started crying out, and I said, God, pour out your spirit. I want to experience the reality of kingdom of, of the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Like, And just, you know, surrendered everything and just ran after God. I was in my dorm room at college just crying out to God like eight to ten hours a day, days in a row, like for <laughs> just weeks. And I, hear, I started hearing the audible voice of God. Uh, he started speaking to me just as clearly as if, you know, I'm just having a conversation with you right now. And uh, and his presence grew in my midst. And then, you know, he just uh, yeah, he just started talking to me. And I discovered God to be uh, the most wonderful father uh, I've ever met. And I discovered God to be the kindest person I've ever met, the funniest person I've ever met. He's absolutely hilarious, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I just, I just discovered uh, just, just how incredible uh, our God is in a real tangible way. Um, and just beyond feeling his presence, but actually hearing his voice and understanding his character and his nature and how he thinks about me. And so uh, <clears throat> that was a game changer. And, it, you know, it was kind of about the same time Graham Cook had come to North Heights mm-hmm. for the first time. And I don't think a lot of people knew about him mm-hmm. prior to that. Um, and, and, and it you know, I kind of went through this theology makeover because i used to think oh god's you know kind of angry at me and i kind of have to like live a good life and do it all in my own strength uh and the combination of gram and just my own experience with god and all that it just kind of was like i don't know like god wants to he's a good father that wants to have a relationship with us and our our righteousness our holiness everything we do for god should be birthed out of that place of intimacy with him and so <clears throat> so um yeah so then uh like, even with dating relationships, I just laid that down. Just everything, I just laid it on the altar um, and just started, you know, uh, giving it every, everything to God. And uh, it was funny because I, I was kind of just like, okay, God, I'm not going to get married, you know, just whatever and <laughs> all that. And he's like, he's like, oh, hold on a second. He's like, I have somebody for you. You just got to wait and trust me, and I'll, I'll show you the right person when it's time. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, you better make that darn obvious. Cause, you know, like, <laughs> and so uh, it was kind of funny because uh, nine months later, I w- went to a revival conference up in Duluth called mm-hmm. Catch the Fire. Um, and a uh, good friend of ours, Josh Linquist, was actually hosting the conference. Um, oh. Ministry going after. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, I go up to this conference and, and God had been pouring out a spirit and generational revival. We just get together every Friday night oh, yeah. and cry out for seven, eight hours at a time and power of God comes. And I mean, it was, it was crazy. Like non-believers would come to these meetings. Mm-hmm. They'd walk into the meetings and they just start shaking and you'd oh, lay your hand on them to pray for them. They just hit the ground. And then afterwards they'd be describing just like, you know, visions of heaven, encounters with Jesus, just all this stuff, you know? So it's like without even having to preach the gospel, the power of God was just yeah. coming, you know? It was in response to prayer and fasting and people just crying out for it. Um, and so, uh, <clears throat> so anyway, so I ended up going to this conference in Duluth. The first night at the conference, I see my wife. I didn't know who she was, and I felt the Holy Spirit. And I was like, you know, Lord rebuke you, devil. You know, <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't think this is God, you know, whatever. And, and, I, heard, uh, and I heard God say to me, he said, no, this is me. And uh, I was like, Okay, and the Bible says test the spirit, so that was my next thought. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, if this is you, okay, well, maybe I'll go talk to her and see what she's all about and stuff. And uh, it was funny that I didn't talk to her the first night of the conference, and then my younger brother was with, and I said, I was like, uh, I, I told him, I was like, you know, this might sound crazy, but there's this girl, and I have no idea who she is, but I really feel like uh, God's telling me to pursue her. And he's all of a sudden like, he's like, wait a sec, is her name Jenna? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, I've been praying about who you should date. And there's this girl named Jenna. And I, I feel like she's the one. And so the next day at the conference, I pointed out the same girl I had seen. I said, well, hey, is that Jenna? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's her. Right? And so, uh, so I, uh, and, and you have to realize, so I mean, it's like I've just got through this season of like, just my whole life just getting wrecked by God. And I'm just like crying out and I don't care about anything. I don't want to go to class at college. I mean, just, just lay it out. Right. And all of a sudden, this happens. And it was funny, so I ended up connecting with her. And she was, uh, yeah, I mean, her parents had done missions work in, in India for over uh, over 25 years. And she grew up in, she was born in Nepal and uh, grew up in Nepal and India. And 
when we talked, we just had the same heart, the same passion. All we talked about was God's kingdom and what he was doing in the earth. And just, just with this, we were like finishing each other's sentences. I mean, to the point where it was just like, this is too good to be true. <laughs> That's how I met my wife. And uh, nine months into us dating, I mean, we knew, I knew right away she was going to be my wife. She knew it too. Um, that didn't stop her. Keep you know, She was kind of like, are you sure, God? But, you know, he was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. Um, but, yeah, then... Uh, yeah, so nine months into us, so we were kind of we were kind of in this interesting dilemma where, you know, she really felt burdened for India. I I had a burden for the homeless and the druggies and all that out in California. So I wanted to go to California. She wanted to go to India, and then we both prayed about it, and we both like didn't feel like peace about anything. <clears throat> and uh, one night we were at the Twin Cities House of Prayer, praying for unreached nations, and we were praying for the nation of Thailand, and we both. The Holy Spirit came on us, and we both just started weeping uh, and travailing. I mean, just just like doubled over, weeping and crying our eyes out. And we're both on opposite sides of the room, and we both had <coughs> similar visions of little girls that were crying out for help, um, that were being abused, trafficked, exploited, um, and uh, we just got wrecked. And that night after this uh, prayer gathering, we were we were. Uh, talking about it and just kind of being like yeah that was crazy you know like we just we both just got wrecked like what you know kind of what was that all about you know and and it was like the holy spirit was nudging us and then finally one of us was just like you know i wonder if we're called to thailand and uh and all of a sudden we just felt just the just the presence of god the fire of god you know the peace of god all that just came like just heavy heavy in the room i mean it was just like there was like fire in the room you know and we were kind of just like okay i guess we're called to thailand <laughs> so that was so that happened when we were dating that we we got a uh, uh we got engaged and got married and uh we were part of communitas then and yeah you know, obviously we'd known the Andersons because we'd been a part of North Heights and I went to Israel went to North Heights Christian Academy too for what, a year or two or something yeah, and yeah. you know all of that um and yeah so I uh it's kind of interesting because yeah I went to college and I. It was kind of interesting. I kind of started, you know, breaking away and forming my own identity when I went to college. And, uh, you know, I really, the, the the prospect of starting your own business and all that was really exciting for me. And so um, it was kind of interesting because I had doors open up <coughs> to start a web design company. And uh, it actually started because I was trying to negotiate my landlord down on rent, so I built him a website, <laughs> and it turned into a business, and then the Holy Spirit just kept giving, you know, it was like, here, name the business this and all this, and it it just ended up taking off. I never had to market. I just had people come to me. I had, like, and I, I, like I redesigned a website for the guy that designed the park at Mall of America. I mean, just, just like big clients just coming my way out of nowhere, <laughs> and uh and yeah, so, and I really felt like God was saying, you know, this the web design thing's just for a season, um, and all that. And then, I guess my my plan at that point for my life was to, uh, we had the call to Thailand, but I was like, well, you know, maybe uh, I'd prayed about it, and I was kind of like, well, no, I think it'll probably be like ten years down the road, so maybe like I'll just go start all these businesses, make all this money, we can go fund ourselves, and then just go, <laughs> kind of a thing. That was my plan, right? And so. I had this web design company, and I started up a landscaping company with uh, mm-hmm. with Israel, and um, we had we were going to subcontract out, so we were going to have enough work to cover us, and then grow our own business too, and and all that. And uh, it, it was basically it started hitting the fan. I mean, we had like tons of people calling us and customers and all this stuff, but then. There was just all this like miscommunication, and the people that were going to be giving us all this work that were Christian guys lied to us and basically screwed us over, and we just had just problem after problem after problem, and then like we were getting together, just like oh, this is spiritual warfare, you know, we got to rebuke this and all this kind of stuff, and and uh, I think now we'd both say that it was uh, probably God opposing us. <laughs> so, um, but we learned a lot, and and uh, I got to a point where I just like decided to step back from it and Israel later decided to step back from it and when I did that I went back to the prayer closet and was just like okay well uh God what what's the next step you know and it's kind of like well do we you know do I keep running my web design company and grow that do I go try to get a job you know like what what's the plan and uh 
didn't really feel peace about anything. <clears throat> and uh, after about two weeks of praying, like, every day and talking about it with my wife and all that, I was finally just like, I wonder if we're called to go to Thailand. And the moment that I put that out there, it was like, all of a sudden, here comes the fire of God and the peace of God and the anointing of God and all that. And I was just like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and so uh, and we prayed about my wife was pregnant at the time uh, with our son. And we, uh, and it was this thing where like our lease was coming up on our apartment. There were all these things kind of coming to a head, like my web design projects. Like I had enough work to keep me busy for the next three or four months. And it was like, I didn't have anything after that. And just like all this stuff was coming to a head and I prayed about it. It was kind of this thing, like we were really going to go within like three months or we were going to like go a year later, uh, kind of a thing. And we prayed about it and God was just like, go. And I was like, okay how's that gonna work you know i mean like the finances and just you know all that and he's like just go I'll, I'll take care of it and so we uh we decided to go we sent out sent out letters asking for people to support us like a month before we left we had like 25 percent of our monthly needs when we left uh but you know i was just my view on it was i was like okay well god you told me to go you told me to trust you and if i'm hearing your voice correctly uh then it's kind of up to you to do it. And if it doesn't work out, I mean, I did my part, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so we went and after we were there for a month, like two weeks before we left, somebody offered to pay for our housing. And then I would say, yeah, then by the time we'd been there at, for a month, all of a sudden we're up to like 80% funded and it just kind of like grew from there and all that. Um, and now we've been there almost three years. Uh, serving God there and yeah so that's kind of the story of how I went from running a landscaping business to now I'm in Thailand doing missions work um, so what do you do tell us about what you do there right so that's a whole story too so <laughs> um, so we uh, so obviously we went there with a burden for little girls that were being trafficked exploited abused all that kind of stuff and the doors opened up for us to run a safe house after we'd been there for six months. And uh, we had to go do some training with our mission organization before they let us be full-time staff. So we did the training and then we opened up the safe house. Um, and we currently have a safe house with a bunch of girls that have been trafficked, abused, exploited in a Thailand. Bunch means how many? I can't give out too many details, but <coughs> just uh, we've, got <laughs> we've got quite a few. And their fathers are pimps and... Um, have molested them and had sex with them and it's uh really messed up and but the cool thing is that what we've seen is that when these girls are in a, a safe environment uh it, god just works miracles and the first girl we took in after uh two weeks of being in our home she i we didn't even share the gospel with her you know like we, we prayed at dinner or whatever you know kind of thing this is a buddhist girl right two weeks of being in her home one night, the audible voice of God, she hears the audible voice of God speaking to her, right? Just just God, her father, who loves her so much, just spoke to her. And the next day, she was just like, she was like talking to my wife, and she was just like, yeah, like God was speaking to me last night, and I, I, didn't, I didn't know what to say, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. And after that, she wanted to become a Christian. She got baptized months later, and now she's just like burning evangelist who just wants to go give all her friends Bibles and tell them all about Jesus and all this stuff, you know. And so we're seeing these kinds of miracles just happening where, you know, and it, it's, it's, you know, uh, we see these girls come in, and they just have, like, a, just a darkness in their eyes, you know. It's just, like, dark, you know. And the Bible says, you know, if you look into somebody's eyes, like, the eyes are the lamp of the body. And so you can look into somebody's eyes, and if you see light, then you know their whole body's full of light and the presence of God is there. But if you see darkness, the Bible, Jesus said, well, how great is that darkness? And uh, <clears throat> with these girls, they come in and they, they're just, they're just, there's nothing there. They're just dark. It's like this hollow, dark, depressed look. And, and it's funny how, you know, just with my wife loving on them and just all these people pouring into them and stuff, they, you start to see this twinkle in their eyes. And there's just, <clears throat> there's this point where then, you know, we we share about about God and Jesus and all that, and they accept it, and all of a sudden you just see, like, it's like this weight has just been lifted off of them, you know? And so that's, <coughs> excuse me, so that's what God's, God, <laughs> that's one thing we've been up to. We uh, run leadership for a uh, ministry that the goal is to combat and end 
uh, human trafficking and abuse of children. Um, and we, we have the safe house projects for rescued victims. My wife and I are in charge of that. Um, Is it full time? They live full time? Yeah. Now? Yeah, I mean, we're the foster we're your parents. We're the foster parents, yeah. And that's why Jenna couldn't come here because the girls needed their mother. Exactly. Yep. So we, we took in some new girls that were just a wreck, uh, and she could only come for a few days for her sister's wedding, and then she had to go right back. Um, so yeah, so we, uh, <coughs> in the ministry that we're on leadership for, there's that whole aspect. We want to open up three or four homes. That's kind of the goal, um, as we have the funding and the parents, and as we're able to get kids out. Yeah, we're going to need a lot more workers, that's for sure. Um, and uh, we also uh, partnered with the CBN, the Christian Broadcast Network. Yes. Um, we made a film that confronts the issue head-on. It's really, really intense. It's in Thai custom, you know, to Thai and Burmese people and all that. Um, but we're sending out, <coughs> I want to be coordinating, sending out just tons of teams to all the source areas where parents sell their children and all this stuff, and we're just going to confront this head-on. Oh. Um, so we've got that coming around the corner. That's going to be intense. Uh, you can pray for that. Um, and then we also have a community outreach center in a red light district. So there's a red light district in our city that uh, is a source area for kids that end up in the commercial areas and stuff. And so like little boys that are trafficked for homosexual sex or girls that end up being on, on the red light areas and the brothels, they come from this area. And so we <coughs> we have a community outreach center where you know that's there to reach into the community and fix mindsets and evangelize and share the gospel and all that and it also is a house of prayer and so there's consistent prayer going on in that area and what we've seen is actually as people have been praying there's been justice established in this area so like just recently there was uh <clears throat> there was probably the biggest bust of pedophiles and it included like you know just community leaders and key key people in the city all this stuff and there was over 50 warrants that went out and half the people got arrested and there's still a bunch at large and all this stuff but they said it was unprecedented it never happened in the history of the nation wow. and it's in the area that we've been praying yes. and so <laughs> and so we've uh we've been seeing these kinds of things happen and uh there's also a lot of like the commercial red light areas, you know, we've been praying over those areas. There's a there's a uh, massage parlor that we knew was uh, selling women right by our house, and uh, we were praying over that all the time to shut it down. And then just this last year, uh, the whole building's demolished and <laughs> stuff. So we're we're just seeing stuff like that happen, you know. So yeah, so it's uh, so God, God's moving. It's you know at the same time the need's tremendous. There's you know, for all the NGOs and people that are raising money to combat trafficking or whatever in Thailand, there's not that much actually being done. Uh, and so we've got a very unique ministry in that we're we're actually in there plowing, plowing the ground with that. Um, and then we also have, you know, the Lord spoke to me pretty early on that this issue at the root of it is that a nation that doesn't know Jesus doesn't know how to protect women and children. Yes. And right. we... Uh, it's kind of interesting because usually when you start thinking about social justice and the poor and the needy and all of that, you know, you always think like, oh, we just, you know, we just need to throw money at the issue and, you know, give them food and all that. But but usually the issue, like when you have a, a children that are suffering and women that's suffering, it's always because of fathers that have left the family or failed. Right. And anywhere you go in the world, if you have a father present in the home that's committed to the family, the kids don't starve and they don't get taken advantage of, you know, whatever. Um, but that's where the failure's been, and so there's a, <clears throat> I felt like the Lord giving me specifically a mandate to go to the most unreached areas in our in our region to share the gospel and heal the sick and cast out demons and, you know, uh, demonstrate God's power and partner with local churches and just help get them fired up to, like, hey, we got to go, let's do this, you know, let's go preach the gospel, let's go uh, evangelize and get this thing moving, and, and also, you know, as we're discipling, training men to, to honor women and honor children, you know, and walk in purity, you know, not, not looking at pornography, not, you know, not lusting after women, but actually walking in holiness and stuff. And so, yeah, so, uh, that's kind of just what we do. And, you know, I, I guess one, uh, it's kind of funny cause when I left, you know, I've been, you know, obviously we left from communitas and, you know, I was thinking for a while, kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'll probably speak in communitas someday. You know, what is it that, God would want 
me to impart and share and, and all of that. And I, w- I would say the biggest thing I can say is that uh, is just give your whole life to Jesus. You know, don't don't have other lovers. Don't have other things that you think are going to fulfill you in life. Uh, and it, you know, there's a unique way that 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 God ministers to both men and women. You know, for men, it's like you know, he's like, you're my son, and I love you, and I'm proud of you, and he empowers us and gives us purpose and gives us destiny. And I think for for the women, he he just wants to he just wants to take you and just says, come and dance with me. You know, when he just wants to heal those broken places in your heart and and bring restoration and bring healing and stuff. And so yeah, that's my encouragement, you know, is just, uh, you know, get off Facebook, get off the TV and just spend spend time with God because he's a he's a good father. So, yeah. That's wonderful. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. What did you like about what you heard? Passion. Pardon? Passion. A lot of passion here, isn't there? Yeah. Would you have, would you have uh, expected something like this to, uh, when you saw this high school boy, or even in college? No, I was hearing. Oh, <laughs> I recognize you. <laughs> um, I really appreciated um, the the honesty and sincerity of going through your life and, and your life experiences, uh, and and also it was it was well thought whole process, you know, that, that, you, that you spoke out today was well thought out. It wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go this side of the story and then I'll go back to that. You know, it, it, <laughs> I, I liked that. Yeah, Jacob? Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely, uh, I mean, it's interesting with missions work and just, I think, anything we do in life, because we, we always have these romantic concepts of, you know, oh, this is, my, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is my dream, this is my passion, and even with missions, you know, like, so, so there's so many people that are, like, have this romantic fantasy of, of, oh, well, maybe my life here isn't that much fun, so maybe that'll be more exciting and fulfilling and all that, but um, I'm very much of the opinion that uh, God knows what's best for us, and yeah, we should yeah. put our focus on seeking Him and hearing His voice and discerning His will. And no matter what we do, uh, we should be called to do that. So if you're in America, you should be here because you're called to be in America. If you're in Minnesota, you should be here because God has called you and placed you here. If you're a marketplace person or, or even somebody that's like, hey, I want to invest in missions or invest in the kingdom, or or if you're directly called to be in frontline ministry, it should be something that's not of your own accord, but it's something that, you know, you've really prayed about it, you really spent, and if you don't hear, you know, you just keep persisting in prayer and fasting, whatever it takes to hear God's voice, and then from that place, doing what he tells you to do, because otherwise, we're just at a loss trying to do, you know, what we think is best and stuff, so. Good advice. Pray for these people. Open your heart. I'm going to pray for you. I'm pray for him. Sounds good. All right, well, Father, we just uh, we invite your presence into this place. God, we just say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit. God, Lord, your word says, God, that blessed are the poor in spirit, God, for yeah. theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And God, we just acknowledge our own spiritual poverty, God, that apart from you, God, life is meaningless. 
God, that apart from you, we have no purpose, we have no identity, Father God. And so, God, we just, we just cry out to you and say, Abba, Father, come and fill us with your presence, God. Come and fill us with your Holy Spirit, God. Father, we just ask that you would come and baptize us with fire in the Holy yes. Spirit, God, that you would burn away everything in us that does not belong to you, God, that you birth eternity in our hearts, God. This life is so short, God. It's just a vapor in the wind, God. We're here today and gone tomorrow, Father. And God, I just pray, God, that you would birth uh, eternity, God, and a wisdom and revelation about the kingdom of heaven in our hearts, Father God. Father, we pray, God, that you would, you would mark us, God. Father, you would mark us for this day and this hour, God, that we'd be a generation set apart unto you. Father God, I just pray, God, that you would, you would do away, God, with the uh, selfish ambition, God. You'd do away with vain conceit, God. You'd do away with insecurity, God. You'd do away with, with all this junk and this garbage that we carry, Father God, and that you would just bring us into a place of genuine relationship with you, God. Father God, that you give us a grace, God, to <clears throat> to rend our hearts to you, God, to to let you come in and and deal with those places that maybe we we've been like, oh no, God, don't go there, you know, I don't I don't want you to deal with that, you know, that's that's my my dark little thing I've got in the closet or whatever. But Father, I pray, God, that in every area of our lives, God, that we would give you access, God, and permission, God. Father, I just pray, God, that you bring healing in our lives, God. Father, I just pray for uh, yeah, just a release of healing, God, over everyone in this room, God. Father, God, that you would, <clears throat> God, we know that this is a, a day and an hour, God, where there's much wickedness, God, and specifically with sexual immorality, God. There's so many women that have been wounded. Father, there's so many men that have been affected, God, by pornography, and, and it's really the beast of this hour. Father, we pray, God, that you would come and sanctify this place with fire, God, that you bring healing, God, that you bring righteousness, you bring holiness, God. Father, you bring... Uh, you bring freedom, God. Amen. We know you're a God of freedom, Lord. Amen. So, yeah, God, just uh, <clears throat> just thank you, God, for everybody in this room, Father. We just pray, God, for an outpouring of your spirit, God. Uh, yeah. God, we just pray, God, that you would just move in a mighty and powerful way, God, in each and every person's life, Father. In Jesus' name. And we thank you, God, for Steve and Jenna. We thank that they were listening when you were speaking they asked and you spoke to them and you told them what you had for them you made it specific it wasn't a general call it was a specific call you called them to yourself you called them to ministry you called them to Thailand you called them to to sex trafficking we thank you that there is fruit because they obeyed you There is so much that Jenna had to go back because she's a mother, not of just her physical child, but of girls that are looking to her for healing, for purpose, for relationship, for wholeness. We thank you that it is happening and that they have more vision. As you have brought them there now, you continue to give them vision. You are a good God. You are a good leader. And we love to follow you. We don't want to do our own will. We want to do what you give us to do. And if it's going across the world, that's what we want to do. If it's going and starting a business, then that's what we want to do. If it's going to college, that's what we want to do. So thank you for the way you have led Steve and Jenna. God, we pray that you would provide for them. If God speaks to you, and says uh, he wants you to support them. The amount is not the issue. The obedience is. And if he says to you to support him every month, then God will supply. He might do miracles on your side so that you can do miracles in their life. So look for him. God loves it when people who are poor are generous. He loves that kind of giving. So look for how you can supply the needs of others beyond thinking, well, I've got to have my own needs supplied. He loves to do it. So I put that before you tonight, that you be open to that possibility. And also, Lord, uh, would you just allow uh, Jenna to see your angels that are around about her, your ministering angels, Lord, your protection around their home, around her personally, Lord, and their child, their own uh, child. Here, she's not raising uh, only, what is your 
Two and a half, I can imagine, of the, this, just the curiosity, the strength, and uh, it, you know, as a, as a, well, he's still a, a baby, and then there are other children, and uh, at different ages, I'm, I'm picturing, or that need your protection, and we know that they're there. We know that those ministering angels are there, but I pray that you would give Jenna now your uh, supernatural strength and body. Soul and spirit, Lord, give her your wisdom supernaturally. Encourage her, Lord, as she sleeps, your protection, uh, your dreams, your visions. And uh, continue this, this uh, story that we hear of the uh, girl that heard your voice. May many uh, just know that you are their father. Mm-hmm. They would hear your voice, be encouraged, and be witnesses just like this mm-hmm. young girl was. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Steve, I just um, saw uh, you and your wife just standing in you were um, lighting a fire. And um, just like the Lord, almost after the fire was lit, instructed you to go light another fire in a different area. And I just really believe that this yeah. is almost what you were speaking of, of this kickstart that the Lord is, is um, instructing you to do in starting these different homes. and. Um, what was unique about it is after you lit the fire, I saw people from the area come and like almost ask you how you constructed the fire, and then they took the knowledge they had learned and started fires of their own. Thank and I really you. believe yes. what yeah. the Lord is saying um, that your wife, you and your wife, are, are the like the the forerunners, and that's mm-hmm. what the fire represents. But as you continue to take people into your home and as you continue to proclaim the truth of who Jesus is, more people are going to be uh, able to walk in freedom because of that. And it's going to come from people in the community taking the fire of the Holy Spirit and lighting it within other communities in Thailand. So I just really feel like the Lord is saying that there's just this forerunner um, anointing that's upon you and your wife, and he's really going to ignite this this chain of, of fires of his yeah. Holy Spirit across Thailand because of mm-hmm. the work that you're willing to do in your availability. Yeah. So God, yes, I just yes. thank you for Steve and his wife, and I just thank you for their willingness, God, to, mm-hmm. to proclaim your truth and the, and the reality of who you are, God. And I just mm-hmm. even ask God for increased strength and endurance in this yes. time too, where they'll be doing so much work and outpouring so much, God. I also pray that you would um, cover them with your yes. wing, God, that yes, you would give them, them peace and rest and at the same time continue to strengthen them at the very core of their beings, God. Yes. We just are standing in belief for an <coughs> outpouring of your Holy Spirit an upon the country of Thailand, you, God. Lord. God, and we thank you that you're breaking the chains of, of human trafficking and addiction yes. and bondage, God. And I thank you that you're using Steve and his wife, God, to do your work in such a, uh, a powerful way. Break so we bless them. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was a word I forgot to say, and I felt it very strongly that you're not to be alone, that you're going to be having people that are praying, for, of course, for you, but also with you and working alongside as you're carrying them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying, Holy Spirit, you uh, give him everything he needs for this next season, everything mm-hmm. he needs. Holy Spirit, come and flood him with your goodness, with your fruit. Lord, whatever fruit he needs, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Holy Spirit, give him what he needs. And give him the, not only the fruit of the Spirit, but give him the gifts that he needs to lead like this forerunner. Give him the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Release them. Release them in his life. Manifest them, Lord. We thank you for them. In Jesus' name. (coughs) Amen. Okay, sure. Okay, I thought I'd share quick just about uh, how to get information or follow us or whatever. (laughs) So, um, what we could do is, so we have a new regular email newsletter that goes out with just updates of what God's doing, and it's every, you know, couple months we have, like, updates of, you know, here's what God's been doing and yes. all of that, so. <coughs> if you send it to Kat, she could send it to, would that work? Yeah, it works. 
Okay. okay. Or you could write down your emails and I can throw you into our MailChimp thing or whatever. Um, if you want to get a piece of paper going. Okay. From, my, send a piece of paper from my experience, please write in all caps extremely clearly because I had like 20 or 30 emails when we left that I don't think I got them right because I couldn't read, you know. Sure. So write in all caps very clearly and then I can add you to that list. And yeah, like Paul is talking about too, there's, I mean, if God is tugging on your heart to, you know, maybe partner with us financially or whatever, um, that is a very sacred thing because uh, we can't, really it's a partnership between us and, you know, whoever is coming alongside us and funding us and it's a working together to accomplish God's purposes. So if God is pulling on your heart or anything like that, I'd be more than happy to sit down with you and there's not time to talk tonight i'd be more than happy to come over to your house and schedule a time or you know meet up for coffee or whatever so feel free to talk to me afterwards and we can work it out so so we have this series of missionaries so what are we going to do next week we're going to go back to some teaching no jake is going to give his testimony and share about what he's going to be doing because he's going to Indian reservations. He's been doing it for uh, some time, a couple years? Eight years. And you're only 38. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, but tonight he's going to share something that happened a week, a week and a half ago when a team of 12 of us went. You heard a testimony from Sarah last week and so Jacob is going to share one this week and when you hear this here's what I want you to say I could do that I could do that where were, there were 12 of them that went Levi was uh, in on it and Sarah and we also and heard from Kevin and Tony last week yeah that's right that's all right. three shared yeah good Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It was, it was just a really blessed time of of just going to Wapaka, and I didn't really know what to expect because. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, this is because just when Paul had mentioned that you know people there were newer to the Holy Spirit, you know, I was like, well, does this mean I can share words with these people, or I don't know how they're gonna respond to what I have to say, but. Instantly, you know, from the minute we got there, it was just totally the Lord. It was from the host family we were in to, um, I think, like the first night, um, mm -hmm. I just was able to pray for this guy who, and um, I just, for a couple different people, just real quick, I shared um, a word with Randy, this man who wasn't able to taste, and I saw the Lord realigning his jaw and just like freeing up his tongue. And so we just prayed into that. And the next morning he came to me and said, Jacob, you'll never believe what happened. <laughs> like I had a burst of taste <laughs> this morning for like the first time in years. Yeah, so it was just yeah, like yeah. totally the Lord. And, and um, there was another man too who uh, actually I got to pray with him and his entire family about all of them just receiving the Holy Spirit. And, you know, he had just said to me, you know, we want, the anointing from God, you know, we want to be available. And um, the Lord had just really showed to me that, you know, I just saw the doors of his home just kind of open up and just people with need walk into into his home. And he was like, yeah, it's crazy you, you said that because we're actually starting our first home group tonight. So I, I was just so blessed by just, you know, the hunger and the thirst that people had. And the Lord moved. I could just talk for hours of just how good he is yeah. because it was just something where God met people's needs you know and they were willing to to submit unto unto the Lord and it was such a sweet time doing the prophecy clinic too with people people are hungry for God's word and it was just so evident when we were there um, so yeah from the moment we got there to the moment we left um, it was just God connecting so many things together for so many people. I actually met a man who's going to come up to the reservations with me this month. So uh, it was just like, you know, the Lord is so good. He's like the ultimate connector. Seriously, he is. It, it was so fruitful. 
I just wanted to hug everyone after I left because yeah. it was so good. So. I want to hug you, Jacob. <laughs> and remember when I told you guys at that meeting that we had, the after meeting, I said in some cases there's a kickback. Remember? There was, this, there was a kickback that, that it, it, it looks like it's all going good, but then there's a kickback. There was a kickback. And uh, Phil texted me. And he said, please pray for me. We're having a meeting on Wednesday night, and there is some, some agitation among people because Paul talked about the gift of tongues too much on Sunday, and there are people that were agitated by that. And so he was, he was expecting a difficult meeting. I broke, I broke the Guinness record for texts, and I don't text that much. You guys know me. I had, I had voluminous Text. I would I would get one, then I get some more from the Lord, and uh, I showed Nate, and he he said, Paul, when I write something that long, you go great, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> that's typical, and so I showed him how long my my texts were. I said something was going on there. There was something going on there. I was telling him you have to lead, you have to lead. That if you give it over to the dissenters. They will lead, and it's like giving it over to the ten spies who took the people away from the promised land and took them back to die. I said, there are people that want to do that. Satan is angry with what happened that weekend, and so he's going to try to mess it up on that Wednesday night meeting. You lead. Start with testimonies of what God did. Keep it light. Keep it upbeat. Don't give in. Don't even give them the mic. If they're going to come up and complain, you know what their questions are. Answer their questions. So he did. He said it was a good meeting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just wanted to say, Jacob, when you had uh, the first uh, healing, I mean, that was our friend's husband. And, you know, yeah. that, that, yeah, Lori Rooney. And you, you stayed with him. Uh, but my point with that is, and then you went on to say, you know, I'll taste and see. The Lord is good. That's the scripture. Mm-hmm. Oh, taste and see that the Lord yeah. is good. And so he did that right from the very beginning. And, and what a reminder. I mean, that's going to be something to remember. Mm-hmm. And God was good. God was tasted, very, very good. tasted his goodness in many ways. And if you're asking yourself, I wonder if I'll go on one of these trips one of these times, the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you will. Yeah. You will. Okay, here's what I want. I want you to come up. I want you to. Uh, I want you to come up. I want Dave to come up. I want you to stand up here. I want you to be on the receiving end of ministry. One of the best ways to be on the giving end is to receive. So after you're received, then if there's anyone sitting here, you can pray with them. But we're, you can just pray silently, and then you come up and receive ministry. You have no idea how many times I've received prayer. Karen and I would be at church, no matter where we're at, North Heights, whatever, and, and uh, I'll say, well, I'm going up for prayer. And she said, what are you going up for this time? <laughs> because I would always, I'm saying the word always. Yes. Would I always? I would always. I would always. Why? Because I'm needy. Because I need the touch of God. I need God's help. I need to be inspired. I need to be encouraged. So I would always do it. So every chance you get, receive. You might get a miracle. You might get something that changes your life. Then the second thing you do, what do you do then? Yes, yes. You're, you're, then you're always giving out. You're always giving out. So I went to the doctor today. I got shots. I said, I have five questions for you. The f- I gave him four questions. Now, this is a personal one. I said, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, or are you wanting to have that? He smiled, and he said, you're doing your mission, aren't you? I said, you bet I am. Answer the question. <laughs> he, he said, I do. And we talked about life and God. So you give it away wherever you are, right? Once you receive, you get in the receiving end, and then you have a lot of opportunities to give it out. So I'm going to bless you now, and then you just take your turn. Everybody gets prayer, 
and then you turn around and give it to a couple people and you can stick around as long as you want you can leave whenever you need to are you wanting to say something yeah okay really weird because it reminded me of a picture that I have at my house because you know, I was the mom and I was still living with my mom and she ended up getting a, a picture that she bought for like two or three dollars at a garage sale some years ago and it's a picture of Jesus um, at this house outside of Jerusalem at this door knocking and strangely enough on the door on the door it's like a design it looks like a heart on the door and I just felt like God was telling me all day today like like what Steve said and what you know Paul just said, like God is there at the door of your heart. Okay? And this and this is for anybody. He's at the door of your heart. And just like what Steve was talking about, that letting God into your darkest spots. You know, and I just felt like God, you know, for everybody, not just for myself, that no matter what area you're in, God is willing to meet you where you're at. You just need to take the time to listen. Now Brandy, yeah. yeah granted, yeah, that we need to ask God, what do you want to tell me? But on the other hand, we need to take the time to not talk and just to listen. Because how can we hear God if we're talking? Good. So, so just, just keep that in mind that just have an open heart, an open ear to, to God and just, you know, pay attention if he's talking to you and just he's, he, uh, are you hearing God knock, knocking on your heart? That's good. That's real good. Uh, after the first temple was destroyed and a second temple was built, the people were very discouraged because they compared it. And here's what God said, and I want to say this to you, because you could be actually embarrassed. We used to have this place packed, you know, 100, 150 people. He told them, do not despise the day of small things. That's, that's literally what he said to them. Why? Because God chooses the weakness to confound the wise. God, uh, God sometimes chooses weakness in order to do something that he needs to do. So we don't have to despise what's going on in this room. We got a lot of chairs that are empty. So what do we do with that? We let God do what he's going to do with it. We let God touch our lives and do what he wants to do in his. And so I say that to you as I say it to myself. I don't want to despise whatever God's doing. I want to say, God, I'm embracing you. And that doesn't mean that we're not listening, like Andre said, if there's something he wants us to do differently. We're going to have another mission talk next week. What's he doing? He sent, he's calling us to mission. He's calling us outside of ourselves to something way bigger than ourselves, and he doesn't need a lot of people. Sometimes he will reduce the number because it's too big. He will actually reduce it himself. So if he wants to do that, I want to I do what I can do, but I want to trust God to do whatever he can do with this band. And he did it. He did it when we went. He clearly did it. Miracles so the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor, which you can't buy, but it sure is wonderful, and give you his peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, get your prayer and then pray for a